It's not recording it. Oh, here it goes. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like you walk in here today. Yes? Saturday, supposedly, anyway. And I, I bet you that Saturday is not, is, is not the cause of what's bothering you. It's probably last Wednesday or next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right there, it's diagnostic of your displacement, basically. Because you're seemingly here. What you're calling yourself, the body is, but the mind seems to be occupied on yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. Right there, that's a form of slavery, isn't it? You, you're here, yet you can't actually seemingly embrace here because your idea of here is chock full of there and then. Yeah? The mental state isn't about this present moment. The mental state is an activity that occurs in the present moment. And the mental state attempts to move away from the present moment by bookending it with the past and future. And that's what it's engaged with most people. So usually the day they're in is never what's causing them to be bothered. It's usually yesterday or tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. If you see that as a habit, I mean, what more do you need to look at? It's like if an alien came to this planet and we had like a 10-year research, funded research to study us, okay? And it was figuring out, oh, where are we going to stay, you know, this and that. But it got here, and then it left in like five minutes. What happened? Well, it found out where it landed here that any society that has profit over health is insane, yeah? It doesn't matter if it's 50 times past that point, the insanity is just going to build geometrically. You know what I mean? If actually, if, you had, if, there's, if profits over health, something's wrong, yeah. even in this place. So all you need is a simple diagnosis. Are you available to this moment or aren't you? Or, or are you available to a mental moment which is not of this moment? It's in this moment, but not of it. Yeah? It's of its own mental realm, which is time, past and future. And so here's your point of attention and interest which if it was located right where we are now, it would be more more than enough to enrich your day. More than enough. You wouldn't even have to add much. You may just go home and chill out, and it would still be more than enough to enrich your day. But here's the mental state. If the mental state has our attention and interest, the mental state takes it and then disperses it into time. Yeah? So now, a lot of your attention and interest is concerned with something that happened long ago, and it may not have even happened, and or it's totally very much concerned about what's going to happen. So it's sort of like, it's like a sentinel at a dead fortress here, and a sentinel at an imaginary fortress, like a security guard, constantly walking around, making sure things are okay, yet... At this point, you seem to be contracted and dry, and you don't feel like the Alain Vital of life. You, you don't feel the pulse of living. You're basically being a fed an interpretation of this moment based on yesterday and tomorrow. Why do you think there's so much seeking? There must be something that's causing the seeking, and I would say it's this irritability, restlessness, and discontent because there seems to be an inability just to be where we are when we're there. Yeah? 
It's just mind-boggling that that's become the most intriguing, noble endeavor. It's just like I, there was a, in recovery, I was at a meeting, and they had a, let's see if I can see it. The topic was this page in this little book. And the title of the topic was trippy to me. Maybe I can't find it. But it was like, begin where you are. Where are, what other option do you have? <laughs> I mean, begin where you are. Oh, okay, sure. I'll choose that. You have no choice. Yeah? This whole assumption that you have something to do with something you have nothing to do with is so prevalent in the mental realm. Just like if I, uh, you know, I went back east, I tell people this, and uh, hadn't cut my hair in a while, so I got back, and people would, hey, your hair is, you're growing your hair. And I go, oh, yes, I'm growing it, you know. I spend a lot of time growing it. I take a day off every week, and I go in my room, and I, and then I actually join a group, and we grow it together. It seems to speed it up. <laughs> and we, uh, everyone's in there, they're growing my hair. No, but it's, the language implies that I have something to do with something I have nothing to do with. Quite a lot. This is just a simple example, but quite a lot. And if you're listening, listening attentively to that, you know, if you're sort of tranced out by that, it's going to be a very, it's not going to be a big leap for no thing, which is what your quality of mind is, to take itself to be a thing. It's not going to be difficult. Yeah? It can easily start getting into the habit that I'm the doer, I'm the feeler, I'm the thinker, I'm the haver, I'm the this, I'm the that. Yeah? And it's reinforced again and again and again and again and again. Because everything that is being noticed through awareness and is being brought about by conscious contact, consciousness moving through this event, yeah? through the gates of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. And then there's the other gate, and Buddhism says there's the sixth gate, which is the, the thoughts being no, heard by the mind, yeah? So you're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then there's, there's the hearing of thoughts. This is the engagement of consciousness, not you, of consciousness in contact, yeah? Through this apparatus. Consciousness, without moving through a body, wouldn't be able to have an experience of things, yeah? It moves through this thing, and this allows it to experience other things through the, the sense gates, yeah? Seeing, feeling, so... And then, the eye isn't actually seeing, is it? It facilitates seeing, doesn't it? Because if there's a... Let's say if I die and I, my head doesn't get hurt, but my eye isn't seeing a damn thing, Yeah? But if you took that eye out of this dead body and put it in a live body, it would suddenly be able to see. Yeah? So the camera isn't broken, but the light's not going through it. The light is not you. You're not producing the light. You're not doing the light. You're not what's conscious. You're not doing consciousness. Consciousness is moving through the camera, which is, let's say, the brain, and then it's undifferentiated light comes through and then differentiates. And then the undifferentiated light sees the differentiation. But in the scene of all the difference, it forgets it's the undifferentiated light, and now it takes itself to be one of the differentiations, whatever you want, however you say that. Yeah? So now there's an identification, okay? Now that identification cannot hold water, yeah? But if it's applied constantly, then it may seem like it's so. So the thought system is the way the mental process that's producing selfing reinforces the idea of being a self. 
And that feeling is a long, and it's a feeling, not a thought. The thought, it wouldn't work if it wasn't wrapped with a feeling. Yeah. It doesn't say a thought of self, it's a sense of self. It's like a vague feeling that you're the doer when an action occurs. There's the vague feeling that you're the thinker when a thought is noticed. Yeah? There's the vague feeling that you're the feeler when a feeling is noticed. Yeah? But what's noticing the feeling isn't you. Yeah? It isn't you. You're an afterthought. You come after the feeling, that's all people will say, oh, I don't want to feel this, but they've already felt it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they jump in, I don't want to feel it, like they have any power to not feel it. It already happened. All they can do is deny it, disassociate, avoid it. That's what we do. But it doesn't change the fact that the feeling came to pass. Yeah. <clears throat> but the, I, that's why it's so confusing, because we believe we're prior to the feeling. And that we have some we have some power that could stop the feeling from ever happening, but we're not even aware of the feeling until after it happens. Yeah? And after it happens, it's too late, yes? To change you can't change the feeling. You can change what you think it means and everything. And this is the processing of the self-centeredness, yeah? And in recovery, we call that a failed system. Yeah? A failed system. In other words, self-centeredness has failed me. By my mind relying on it and how it relies on it, it takes itself to be the body. Yeah? In that reliance, my navigating system is going to fail me because it's going to look outside for what is actually available inside. Yeah? And then people get this trip. So here they're in this, seemingly, and so they think the inside is going into the brain, into the head. So they go into the mental realm, which is part of the outside. The inside is leaving the sense of being a thing and going into no thing. That's the inside. People, that, that urge, that, that feeling or that movement or longing to go inside has been hijacked, and now you do seem to go inside, but you go inside what's outside, the brain. Yeah? Thoughts are things. They subtle, but they're still things, yeah? So, we're going, oh, I'm going to, I've been going inside. You've been going into that fucking porn- pornography theater up there. Of Paul, and in that, you're being done to, or you're doing Dallas. One or the other. So, you're stuck in there, but you say it's inside. I've gone inside, and then you don't want to go inside. It's so crazy, you'll do almost anything. Like, watch the same TV show you've seen eight times. That sucked the first time. But you're just so bored. I've got to stay out of this fucking inside. But the inside isn't here. This is part of the outside. The inside is into no thingness. Yeah. Which we are. But we get, when our attention, which has that natural thing, it goes out, and then it goes in. That going in has been aborted, and there's been a big billboard put up, which is your little smiley face as a, as a body. <laughs> and then the attention hits there, and then the mind goes, you're home. And so the attention doesn't go any farther. It goes in there, and then it gets into this freaking loop, like orbiting around this crazy idea of Paul. And the loop gets tighter and tighter, and you want some damn fucking relief. But the relief would be, hey, it would go through the billboard, go into infinity, come back, deal with things, go back into infinity, get recharged, come back, deal with things, go back to infinity, there's only one day on the plate, I have enough energy to deal with that, go back to infinity, well, no, but here, it doesn't go back to infinity, it doesn't get charged up, it goes into the mental realm, which is day after day after day. 
Now you're staying up all night, you can't go to sleep, your attention is keeping you fucking up because it's attending to thoughts about you. When? Yesterday and tomorrow. It's a form of addiction. It's like it's like a nothingness went down the rabbit hole into the Alice in Wonderland place, but to be in the Wonderland, it's got to be a body. And now it's trying to get out of the Wonderland as a body. It can't get, the hole's too small. The body can't fit. Mind can easily enter and exit, but body can't. The mind entered, and now the body's trying to exit. Can't get out of the fucking rabbit hole. Yeah? Then it's apt to do anything. To get loaded, or to get high, or to get distracted, or do this and do that. And tons of businesses have bu- are built on that irritability, restlessness, and discontent. They, got, they, don't, they know... I remember when there was that big threshold, a lot of people said, I'll never pay 10 bucks for a movie. Now they're paying 16 bucks for a 3D movie. They realize... And people keep on taking it and taking it and taking it because anything's better than the unbearability of sitting with me. Yeah? <laughs> really? I'll pay anything to sit with Bruce, what's Wills, whatever his name is, fucking die hard, harder, hardest, and it goes on and on and on. How many times can the guy can die? How about die soft? Really nice. Really soft. Supremely soft. That would be great. I'd watch that movie. But die hard and harder and harder. <laughs> so, this thing is, the attention has a natural... Thing, to go inside to have a contemplation of entertaining not things all, all day but of no thing so he can find some rest in this place of agitation and activity yeah we're going back in but we're not going all the way in and we're not finding any rest people people to find a little rest are now sitting for 14 hours at temples 14 hours to get some rest man you can be, if, 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 the, if the door, the back door is open, in other words, it doesn't have your picture on it, the back door is seen as, as an entrance, not a dead end, you know what I mean? This is all there is, Paul. Go in, yeah? If it had the ability to go there, it could, it could get refreshed in a nanosecond, just by sitting here. Because it would sense the presence, not of this place, but of that place. Because it's of that place, but it's in this place. Like Jesus says, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But when we go inside into what's of the world, we're of the world in here. It's all about the freaking world in here. You're always pictured as a body. The thought system pictures you as a body. When you're thought about, the you that's thought about is cast as a body. The you as a spirit doesn't need to be thought about. It needs to be attended to, rested in, yeah, gazed from. It's not, thoughts don't do it with that. Yeah? Thoughts don't work with that. It's a resting and an entertaining. Yeah? But the, the idea of being you has to be thought about quite a lot for it to appear to be you now. And where can it be thought about? It's thought about now, but it can't be thought about now. It has to be thought about now, but cast as the past. Yes? Or the future. 
Because the sense of self, though it wasn't, it wasn't prevalent in your life until about 18 months, they say, through the research. When you, there's a baby, the baby is not engaged in the obsession with self at, at time. It grew, grows into it, yeah? So, we've grown into this state of the obsession with self. So, for the self to appear to be so, it has to be remembered. Because it doesn't have its own generating system, yeah? There isn't a self, you live quite well without one for 18 months. Yeah? The whole thing is, so how can the self seem so real right now? It has to be remembered. That's why you have so many thoughts about you. And they're cast in the past and the future. Because when it's thought about you in the past, it's pictured as you now. When you're remembering you in the past, the remembrance happens now. It doesn't happen in the past. It uses the past to remember you now. And it uses the future to remember you now. And for that to be, for that to be the dominant theme, this now has to be pretty much forgotten. How is it forgotten? By remembering yesterday and tomorrow so freaking much. It can't be forgotten. This... The mental process cannot erase this. This is the only thing that's going on. But it can cause you not to, not to uh, be aware of it, in a sense. Yeah? Not for forever, but for in time. So what's so can seemingly not be so, and what's not so can really seem to be so all day. And it produces tons of effects. People aren't fucking happy. Not even happiness. Happiness has been co-opted, you know? Happiness is a symbol for something, you know? Buying or going or riding or jumping off an extreme cliff or something. It's, it's just been totally hijacked. But contentment, I said, yeah? Contentment isn't something to achieve or acquire. It's something to be recognized. It's, you've got the quality already. Nothing here that you can possibly be has been erased. The possibility of what you are has never been erased. It's just been forgotten. And it's actively forgotten by a constant remembering of what you're not. Yeah? To the point where you apply physical conditions onto a spiritual state. You talk about a spiritual uh, journey. What takes a journey but a body? Where's spirit going to journey to? It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, this, this spirit, which was in Topeka, is now journeying to Nepal to get more spiritual, which is its nature. It could be insane. Yeah? But if it's cast as a body, I'm, a, I'm on a spiritual journey. <laughs> I want to get to the heights, but I've fallen into the valley of despair. What falls? A spirit? Where's it going to fall into? <laughs> a body falls. <laughs> the whole language implies that you're a body all freaking day. And we, it's just like the people now. The, the, uh, like, what, whoever, the intelligent agencies of all these countries in the whole world, they have been given the greatest demands of all time. We're buying their tracking devices. The iPods, the iPhones, 
We're buying our own surveillance. We're putting every bit of information they, they've been trying to procure with all these subliminal things on Facebook all fucking day. Oh, I do this. You know, it's like a freaking bonanza. They're getting everything they've ever wanted. And we're, we're waiting for the next surveillance thing. i got to get the two, four, 2014 model. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, and we're forking over hundreds of bucks. <laughs> you don't see this as insanity? Jesus Christ. And all we're walking around with company brand names on. Like, now, Surfy Sir got totally co-opted. Now, a four, a $1 t-shirt from Indonesia that's sprayed with Billabong, 50 bucks. <laughs> Billabong or Quicksilver. So then you can, oh, I may not actually surf, but I look like a surfer. Ah. <laughs> this doesn't sort of, you know, it smacks of slavery to me. <laughs> the truth. And you can't end, they place the, you ever see, uh, the, I'm just going to riff today, you know, I'm having fun. You know the uh, movies, the Matrix movies? Yeah, yes, a lot of people know the Matrix movies. So, in the third Matrix movie, which went way downhill, the first one was good, second, third, third was really bad, I thought. But there was a part where Neo, Neo, right, now he's the savior. Yeah. And, and just by his outfit, you know, he thinks he's special. You know, he's got the long black coat and you know, all those glasses. He's like, he's the one. <laughs> he's the one, and he's going to save everyone. Yeah. And so then, a part of the mainframe of the Matrix, you know, the computer programming, decides to appear. And he's in a room, and he's called the architect, yeah? And there's all these TV cam- all these TV screens, the whole room is folded, and there's all, pic- or there's all Nemo, Neo, what is the Nietzsche one, you know, with the black thing and the glasses. And so he's now the, now the architect's going to lay down the truth to Neo, you know? Oh, yeah, Neo, you, Neo, oh, yeah, you're the savior. You're the sixth savior we've had in this computer programming. It was a slight aberration. We've walked all around it, and you can see Neo walk. <laughs> I'm number six. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've had, you, we've had plenty of saviors already. <laughs> Nothing ever happens or changes. <laughs> the programming continues on. What? Oh, what? Take off the jacket, take off the glasses, you know. <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. <laughs> Trying to get out is being in. Trying to get out of here is being in here. Every exit door is an entrance door. You never get out. As soon as you believe you're in, you never get out. The point is, are you in? If you're not in, there's no need to get out. That's the experience of being out. But it's not generated by getting out. It's generated by realizing you've never been in. That's the experience. It becomes an experience during your day, but it's not generated by getting out of anything. It's realizing you were never in anything. The experience of getting out of thing will be very, very temporary, and you'll realize you're in another box, and in another box, and in another box. Like we were talking about a guy at this Wednesday meeting, and they had a, he told me about this Monty Python skit. So we started riffing on it, but we, and then he, sh- he sent it to me, and they didn't go to where we went. And what it was is, they're in this jungle, and they're all dying, right? And there's four of them, and they're realizing there's no more water, and this and that. And then they realize they're being filmed. So they said, someone's filming us right now. And then suddenly there's a film crew. So they're sort of saved, yeah? But now, they go, what? 
Who's serving us now? The power that we never serve to. But he said, then it goes on infinitely. Yes? Boom, 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 boom. There's always a fill to the other fills are the Ha ha! So you never get out. <laughs> Relax, baby. <laughs> Contraction's never going to squeeze you out of the the uh, rabbit hole. You can try to get as small as small. Being anything is going to prevent you from getting out. By recognizing you're not a thing, then you realize you were never in. You were never in the rabbit hole. You don't have to try to. I'm going to go on a spiritual diet so I'm so skinny I'll be able to slip like a straw up the hole and get out. <laughs> see, we can't we can't see ourselves as other than a thing, and that's the that's the preventative basically. That stubborn idea that we must be a thing can never lead to becoming a non-thing. Yeah. There's no leading to a non-thing as a thing. There's a questioning of a thingness, and maybe it's not so, and then the non-thing becomes obvious. That, to me, is the way it works. It doesn't work the other way. The other way, there's tons of businesses built on that, of trying to get better and improve and more purification. And they have an incredible business plan because they have us believing it may take lifetimes. <laughs> lifetimes of purification. <laughs> All right. Just keep sending the check. You know? right. if you're not, you won't get any results this lifetime, but you'll get a better birth next time. Oh, great. Sign up. You know? <laughs> I'd rather put my fucking illusory foot down and say, hey, what the hell am I taking myself to be that causes me to have all of this irritability, restlessness, and discontent? What is it? And what happens is, if you ask, what is it, you'll someday, I hope, you'll realize it's not you. It's, it's a you, it's a production, but it's not you. Yeah. All it can do is imply there's a you there. It takes the mind itself to make it seem like it's you. You're believing it, yeah. And so they, the the advertising campaign is relentless. Ever since you started having language in your head, it's been going off, yeah. Constantly like a mantra: I did this, I did that, I think this, think this, I felt this, on and on and on and on and on and on. And any sharing with another person, we're just reinforcing our sense of separate thingness. Do you do this as da 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 da? da. Yeah, and it's too late to change the fucking language and make it a non-subjective language. It's just about realizing you're not that, maybe. Yeah. And maybe just a little bit of relief will be more than enough. Because I found relief begets more relief. So if you entertain the relief that seems to be going now, instead of overriding it by it has to be a bigger relief or the best relief or the perfected relief because man if you're traveling a little lighter today be thankful for that and just entertain what's causing seemingly causing that possibility and if you're onto something it'll keep verifying it yeah because it works it'll start traveling lighter in your life it doesn't mean the geography of your life is going to change it may it may not. You may get jobs, you may not get jobs. You may get sick, you may not get sick as a physicality. 
but you will travel lighter over the geography of your life, for sure. So every situation that you can find yourself in, there seems to be two strong currents of possibility, either traveling heavy or light, yeah? And there's a lot of degrees in there, a lot of degrees. You can be traveling really heavy, and then you hear someone else who's really traveling heavy, you feel a little lighter about it, yeah? So the thing changes quite a lot. But I would like to see that little, that little arrow get fixated on the lighter side, yeah? Now it moves a little here and there, but it never swings into heaviness anymore. So you get a little heavier than you were yesterday, but it's damn a whole lot lighter than you've been the rest of your life. <laughs> Don't buy the ultimate lightness, you know, you'll just be heavy around it. Look at what people have done with the word enlightenment. It's driving people more berserk, that word, than if they would have never heard about it. Yeah, maybe they would have just oh, uh, accepted dog shit awareness as great, but now they have this idea of enlightenment, the cessation of all suffering. Yet people's understanding enlightenment is causing suffering. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? The word that symbolizes the the absence of all suffering is being used to generate suffering, captured by the mental realm. That's what happens. Yeah. Once you take a position, you gotta fall. All like that. It's always like that. Just like I do these talks, and the only reason why they happen is because I don't do them. Yeah? I've shown up to thousands of these talks, and the only way I showed up every one of those days was because I wasn't doing it. If I was doing it, I would have had a lot of reasons why I shouldn't be doing it tonight. I was mad at someone earlier and said, fuck you to them. That totally exiles me from being the, you know, a purified vehicle for the message, you know. <laughs> Whatever way you think about somehow how you how you withhold yourself or uh, like cast yourself out, basically, you has constantly you never fulfill the requirements that you think you need to to have something come true. All you need is the willingness. If you're if you're willing to be a vehicle, you'll be used. Yeah, you don't have to. See, some people say you've got to have it to give it away. I say you've got to be willing to give it away and you'll have it, mm-hmm. basically. That's my view of it. That's how it works with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So what does that mean? Well, <clears throat> for me to be willing, there's got to be a letting go of, of my faith in the thought system. Because my thought system has me pegged. Yeah? It's got, a lot of, it's got a lot of airtight cases against me. A lot of them built on being the doer of things I shouldn't have done and the omission of things I should have done in my life. Yeah? As a thing, I'm, I'm already been convicted in the court of mind. Yeah? I, you know, every parole he, hearing is all this spot. I'm never going to get paroled. You know, it's just a formality of trying to live on this false hope that one day maybe I'll be released from this bondage, but you're not going to be. You're, you're the one that's squeezing the, the cups to put on yourself, really. But what would happen if you were relieved of going to that mental court and you're, all of you and all that's about you was brought to the court of light and there was a huge, like a, a blanket annulment, yeah? You, it wasn't like you were free and you're going to be free. You're free now, yeah? Forever and ever. Nothing has left any mark anywhere. Yeah. Like what's his name would say, Jesus said, get up and walk a free man. Because you can walk a free man even if you're not up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, but if you if you believe you're the thinker, then the thoughts are going to weigh on you. Yeah. If you believe you're the feeler, then the feeling's going to weigh on you. If you believe you're the doer, then actions are going to weigh on you quite heavily. Yeah? And then what happens if you're burdened by a heavy weight? You want to get relief, don't you? People I know who know if they get if they drink or use a drug, they're totally going to be screwed. They still get motivated to use a drug and drink because they're willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And that's how it can get for many of us. Yeah. To me, it's like a form of slavery, really. You're so tired of carrying the weight, you'll do anything. Even if it means there's going to be a whole lot more weight on you, but maybe for that five seconds or a half hour, you'll get some fucking fleeting relief. And it seems like a good, damn good deal at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't just something that pops up. That's been cultivated for a long time. The mental process has been working either to get you to or allow you to stay in a state of cold fucking, yeah? That's what it's doing. That's its idea of surrender. In selfing, the idea of surrender is fuck it. When you say fuck it, then it gives you a solution. Well, let's go get loaded or do this. Let's rob that bank. I'm tired of not having any money and whatever. Like this. Have you planned it? No. I'm just going to walk in and ask for my money. And then they're going to, yeah, they're going to be asking for your clothes when they take you to jail. <laughs> you're going to be in there for 30 years. You know what I mean? Things like that are going to happen. It always leads you to, it always leads you to the point of fuck it. It could take a second, it could take four weeks or a month or years. Yeah. But you're the participant in it. it all it can do is imply, insinuate, and, uh, and, uh, and assume that you're something. But for it to really feel like you're that something, your mind has to comply with it. Yeah, and there's where your solution lies. That's where, just where, what, what activates the bondage is, prior to the activation of the bondage, is the point of relief. So, if you're not, if, for me, it wasn't about getting rid of thoughts. That's a fucking thought, yeah? For me, it was about, I'm not the thinker. And that's where I got relief. It wasn't about, I'm only going to have good feelings, when I wasn't the one that was conjuring up the feelings anyway. It starts the same thing. You know what I mean? I remember when I did that, I got sober, I would say, I'm not going to have a resentment today, and like five minutes later, I had resentment. You know, just demonstrating my total powerlessness of the situation. But here, it's for me to try to manipulate my feelings by just being in nice circumstances and situations all day. It's probably you're not going to be able to pull it off usually. Yeah, you can't be in a retreat 365 days a year up at the upper middle way or something. You know, <laughs> going out in a nice place with vegan, you know, foot massages, vegan food, and lovely acoustics. You know, <laughs> chanting for a year. You're probably going to have to go into like a harsh, you know, like Costco or something. Or <laughs> you know, a shock of the of the severity of the crudeness of all the people. Well, you're one of us, bro. <laughs> For you to feel crude, you got to be crude in a sense. No, but what would happen if you're not the feeler? Then feelings would come and go. They wouldn't have a place to land and root, yeah? And so life, instead of seeing it as it's happening to you, which is a form of looking, called self-centeredness, Seeing sees life as happening. Looking is life's happening to me. 
they're two different states, they're two different perspectives, yeah? There happened, though, the possibility that at the same moment, at the same moment, one's actually prior to any moment, which is the seeing, but it can also be in the moment of, of the bastardization of it called looking, yeah? That's why they say, you know, you are what you're looking for, but not how, not as the who that's looking, yeah? You're the what's looking. And the what's looking is seeing. That's what it is, yeah? So, in that idea, that possibility, if you're not the, if you weren't, if there was a sense of not being the thinker and the feeler, then not as any effort or thought on your part, you would just start seeing on a perceptive level that life is happening. That's what would occur. Yeah, it would be like clear seeing in a sense. In other words, you'll see, like in Zen, they say, you'll just recognize blue as blue and red as red. Things will become obvious to you. Yeah? Not because they were never obvious, they have always been obvious, but now to you they become obvious. That's the point. Yeah? Everything here is just a potential. It can seem to be so or not so. It's, 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 rel- it's reality. It's, it's realism is based on you. It doesn't have a realism. Everything is appearing here. It's a manifestation or a dream in a sense, yeah? But the reality that it, it, it holds is not in and of itself. It's ours. We give it the reality it has. We give it the meaning that it has. So when something really seems real, where is it getting that feeling of realness from? You. It can't get the feeling of realness from the appearance, because everything is an appearance. Yeah? If you follow any of the great philosophies, like Buddhism, they would say everything's inherently empty. So every, everything's inherently empty of its own thing. It's not a thing of, in and of itself. Yeah? It's an appearance. Yeah? So everything, so how can something that can't generate anything seem to generate such an effect on you? It's your juice that's being lent to it. You're taking it to be so. Yeah? Because, and I'm saying, most of the reason why you take this and 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 this to be so is simply because you're taking this to be so, the body. Yeah? You're taking this to be you, and then this begets everything else having a reality, every other thing. Yeah? So this isn't about that dismissing this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing, just questioning question this thing. Is it you? Is this the light or is this the camera box? Yeah. Is this producing the light or is it facilitating the light coming through? And if it's facilitating light coming through and it's not the producer of light, why would I want to stop here and say I'm this when I could be that, the light that's moving through the camera? Yeah. And maybe I can live lighter as the camera, realizing I'm not the camera. Instead of doing what most people are doing, getting so invested in the camera that they're taking pictures of the camera all day, those selfies. <laughs> Constantly taking pictures of the selfie, trying to capture themselves, you know? And that's going to fail just like everything else has. You know what I mean? You're going to be bored stiff in a second. Oh, that or one pimple will be seen, the whole day will be ruined, you know? You ever see people that are driving and it's looking so in the mirror that can kill people with the freaking 80 mile per hour bullet? They'll look, watch the road! Some are hanging out to get the dude. How do I look in real life outside the stuff you outside? Oh! None of it's going to work. It hasn't satisfied you once, it's not going to satisfy you the thousandth time. It's all like mental candy. It evaporates in your mouth quickly and it leaves cavities. Mm-hmm. Emptiness, <laughs> emptiness, emptiness. You feel fucking empty. 
And then t- tons of businesses rush in and they sell you something. <laughs> this will make you not feel as empty as you really are. Buy this, do that. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> Why makes us so easily taken? These really popular retreats now, like uh, speed up embodiment. You know, <laughs> from an awakened one. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know it's, it goes on. Hey, and they may who knows, but I mean, if you follow the history of the success rate, <laughs> one level of success they may make, you know, but yeah. Now I feel that in a sense it's got to. You're going to have to be your own authority sooner or later. Why not start now? You know. Like in a lot of statements, like the Course of Miracle, I like that download quite a lot. I used to, anyway, haven't read it much lately. But in that download, it says, hey, whatever path you're on, it's inevitably, if it's worth, if it's a, worth its salt, it's going to lead you to a realization. And they're all going to be the same, which is, I need do nothing. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to just start there. <laughs> because, you know, you get all the somethings you want, and it usually ends up feeling like nothing. Why not just go to the nothing, and maybe it'll really feel like something. <laughs> That's my take. Seriously. And, I, and I've, I've gone through it, and I know, you know, to the core, that it's so. It's... You don't have to go take it to get verified. It's not. You don't have to go to like a spiritual notary public to get it stamped. You know what I mean? You can if you like. It's probably nice to have certificates if you had a wall. <laughs> but I mean, really, it's going to be left to you. You know, in your own gut. Are you going to keep doubting yourself all the way to that point? It's funny, when I got hit by the car, this was coming to me lately. I got run over by the car twice in one night, which is incredible. It's very difficult to do. <laughs> Without me doing anything, either. That's the trick. To get run over twice is pretty incredible. You get hit by the same car. So get hit. The guy didn't know he hit me, so he backed up to see what happened, and he ran me over again. It was incredible. And then I was in the hospital, and I went off into like these weird dreamlike states, you know? that were realer than anything I'd ever experienced here. And they were, and every time I had acquired a, a trait, I would have it the next time I went into this realm. You know? So at first I learned I could fly, then I learned I could fly through people, and stuff like that. And then a lot of the time was spent like hovering over like clubs and everything, trying to bring the gospel. I was more like St. John. I didn't really know what the solution was, but I knew we were fucked, basically. I said, hey, man, you know, and, I was, and I'd be hovering. And basically, that's what's happened, actually. It was a very prophetic thing, because that's what happened. I never leave the problem. I don't think you need to describe the solution. If you just recognize the problem as identification, as self, or as, as something that you're not, then the solution will download in you, and you'll find out about it. Yeah? You'll find out. Not by looking for the solution, but just recognizing what you're not. And then seeing what's implying you're that, and having an immunity to that, you're going to find out what you are. Mm-hmm. But it's never going to be displaced to you having an experience of it, because that's not you. 
This is so you, there's no experience of it. But all your experiences will be influenced by it. Yeah? All of them. All of your views will be influenced by that view. Because you are that. But it doesn't work, I find, to start pointing that I'm that, and if the maps you're buying are from where you're not. Yeah? Because if you're not here, if you're not here where you think you are, then that map's not going to take you anywhere. And especially if you're at the location you're trying to get to already, <laughs> that map is going to prolong fucking the tyranny of selfing. And you'll be, you'll be driven with this hope that it's getting, going to get better, yet it's a form of slavery. You're moving, in a sense, away from what you can never move towards. Yeah? You are that. St. Francis said a beautiful statement, not 800 pages. He says, what's looking is what you're looking for. Where's the confusion? Well, what's looking has been taken to be who's looking, which is this idea of Paul. And now that who's looking is what's looking for. And what is it looking for? What's looking. But it doesn't want to give up the who. It wants to acquire some what, and then sprinkle it on the who, so the who gets a little what in it, and gets a, becomes a better who. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to acquire whatness to to uh, reinforce the splendor of whoness. It's just recognizing there is no who, and then that's that's the what. Yeah, and then it's very clear what's looking is what you're looking for. If that's the case, you're looking for it gets pretty leisurely. You know what I mean? Your pursuit of happiness is like a stroll now because you're off the. You're, it's like you're uh, in that. That hamster cage is that hamster wheel, <laughs> and there's never been a mechani- or motorized hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. It's just in there; it's not moving at all. But if it, then the hamster, and for there to be a cage, it's got to be a hamster. <laughs> this is what we play. We get in the wheel, and then we run it, and then we start bitching about this fucking wheel is driving me crazy, driving crazy. And then suddenly, let's say, the, our master pulls us out, and then we see, oh, look, what a miracle, the wheel has stopped. But if you do it a few times, you've got to realize you're the motor. <laughs> the wheel is moving on its own, you're propelling it. Oh, how are you doing it? By looking for what you already are. Oh, oh yes, for seeking what, you're, what you are, you are already the sort. Oh, yes. By using mind to find mind. Oh, really? To using light to find light. Yes. The Buddha to seek the Buddha never works. What? (laughs) 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 Then it's like, fuck you, hamster wheel. No, no. It's just whatever. Hang ornaments on it. Use it as a wreath for Christmas. Copy it at different roles. You know what I mean? Your activities now become a form of expression, not a form of acquiring. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get better. I've got to accrue value today. She says, wow. <laughs> you, you give all your fucking deeds to that accountant. <laughs> still not enough. Get out. Buy your jacket. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're never going to get off, honey. Question are you on? If you're not on, there'll really no need to get off. Yes, freedom, not in time, but now. Freedom from time, not through time. From it. Freedom from self, not as a self. Yeah? Freedom from self takes no time because there's no self to get free from. 
It's just a freaking idea mind's entertaining. And if the mind stops entertaining, the idea loses its influence. Because it has no influence in and of itself. It has to have a mind entertaining it to seem powerful. Yeah? Who's the one? You! Yeah. Oh no, let me have that spiritual victimhood. Wait for the Savior. No, no, this is totally active. Man. You give everything all the meaning it has. If something seems so real to you, you must be lending your reality to it. Why not rest in that reality instead of giving it away all day? Why, why constantly be at work making something seem real when you could be resting and what's real? Yeah, then let the chips fall where they may, you know. Let the cards get shuffled and, and dished out the way they, they are. But just rest in the reality of what you are. Yeah. So thanks. That's it, I think. Yes, today. Release the, the Kraken. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that was the Kraken the whole time. Really? Yeah. Release the self. Oh, no. What? <laughs> that would have done it, yeah. My shirt sales were yeah. out. All those freaking ugly jackets I have would have been sold. The 49er jackets. It's difficult controlling like the destiny of major sports teams.